Welcome to Both Down, episode 48, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. In Altadorf. And that's Scott Prime, and I'm Kilowagi Altadorf. Is that the human team? That's uh, like a capital city in the old world. Okay, I recognize That's where the Reekland Reavers are located. Oh, okay. They're not from Reekland? Mm, I mean, that's the city of... That they're located in. Oh, so we don't know. Uh, is the city Altadorf and the like the state Reekland? Uh, I, I honestly can't remember. Well, <laughs> if you've turned in for fluff, eh, we'll kind of get there. <laughs> we sorta. could stop the podcast and I could go research it. but You could also just Google it. But anyway, so what have you been up to lately, Blood Bowl-wise? Uh, I... You had a horrible, horrible fumble match, I heard. <laughs> I wasn't even going to mention it, but um, <laughs> since you did, yeah, it was awful. So, um, yeah, fumble sucks. Yeah, that's why I don't play. Nah. It was just nothing I could do. Yeah. It was just another one of those games. One of those, the other team's stronger than you. You're going to fail everything, and they're going to succeed on everything. No, it's Or just, the other team's weaker, sorry. Yeah, whatever. I gave up a bunch of inducements, so the guy had a wizard in his back pocket. And his team, I think, on paper was actually better than mine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time he fouled, he took a guy off the field, which was great for him and not caught. Uh, I try to foul. I get caught. Um, yeah, so. You, my first block fouled. was double skulls. Jeez. I mean, it's just, I just got beat. And really, it's my fault. Uh, for playing fumble, yes. <laughs> no, I could have scored. So I, I could have easily lost the game. I could have easily tied the game one-to-one mm-hmm. or just lost two-to-one. But I chose to take a chance and stall one more play to almost guarantee the tie. And I got tackled. <laughs> so yeah. I had a block, dodge, sidestep, fend guy that I wasn't too, you know, I was like, I'll let him take yeah. a chance. Because I was losing guys on, off the field, too. So I thought, if I give him the ball back, most likely, unless he drops the ball a couple of times. He's going to walk in. No he's going to walk in. So I was took a else? chance. No, he was undead. But I still, I still have the movement. I was very frustrated at the time. And I just wanted to get the game over with. I got gotcha. you. His wizard missed, though, which was amazing. So the only good thing? Yeah, like I had a guy right on the goal line, and he shot the shot shot him and missed with the lightning. It was amazing. <laughs> but I got my butt kicked. So I'm like 2-1-1 one, and one in it's the not, league. It's not horrible? No, it's Nurgle. not too bad. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a guy in pretty bad injured, strength bust. So Yeah. I don't know what to do there. Do you keep a guy on there or not? Yeah, so. becomes a lineman. I guess so. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. So, so, anyways, that's really the only Blood Bowl I've got to play in a long time. I haven't done anything since Chaos Cup. That's kind of a lie. You're just not thinking tabletop. You've been playing some Blood Bowl. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, we. Uh, well, since we were going to talk about that the rest of the episode, I totally forgot about it. Now, I did pick up Blood Bowl 2 and been playing that a little bit. I completed the campaign, well, although it doesn't say I did, because the very last moment after sitting through all the credits, a bonus scene came up, it glitched on me, closed down, I go log back in, and it says I have to play the Blood Bowl final again. <laughs> well, yeah. well, 
but we'll get into that. I have lots of questions for you, but we'll uh, we'll wait till the first segment of the show. Okay. Well, since I have nothing else going on, we have nothing else going on. First segment's going to be that. What's second segment? We are since um, you've been telling me that this campaign is all about the Reekland Reavers. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about, and I'm going back to the second edition uh, rules that came with the handbook that had like some team previews and like eight different teams. We're going to go back and look at some fluff behind the Reekland Reavers, second edition style. And this is before Star Player Book, right? This is before the Star Player okay. Book. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then third segment. We are going to. And again, I don't play. Uh, I haven't played Blood Bowl two, but right. I heard there's a character, and we'll talk about that in the segment. But um, anyways, we're going to look at star players and create our own star player of Jim Johnson, the the Blood Bowl announcer, the vampire Blood Bowl announcer, who's the opposite yes, of Bob <laughs> of Bob Bifford. Yep, who I guess is a playable character in Blood Bowl two. Nope, don't answer it. Okay, you save that for the next segment. We'll do. We'll be right back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. So as we teased, we're going to go ahead and get into Blood Bowl 2, a half-hearted review for a half-made game. <laughs> by half of us by half of us yes okay i get to do this segment you get to do the next segment and then we can collaborate <laughs> on the third well i have questions for you because i want to get it i'm just going to wait until there's more, more teams, teams and honestly more more time in my life so and more chance of saving money yeah i understand i know i should get it since i do a podcast but i'm already playing in the fumble league and so right. that that kind of has me tied up, and you know lately I've been going crazy with board games, so that has me tied up. So, well, if you want a full detailed review, I'm sure you can find it on Fumble or uh, not Fumble, but like TFF or Facebook. <laughs> probably a bad idea on Fumble. Well, I mean, you could probably hey, find all the flaws there. <laughs> hey, everybody, go I out hate and get this it. game. <laughs> so I'll just kind of give my quick review of what I've done so far. I've just played campaign. And I'll start out by saying apparently my computer is much worse than I thought it was for graphics. And when you mean campaign, for people who don't know, is this... Okay, so in Blood Bowl 1... So this is Blood Bowl, but you get to play... There's only... There's no Blitz mode like in Blood Bowl 1. Okay. There's just the regular tabletop game we know. Okay, so in Blood Bowl 1, I would pick a team and like for... Example, I took the under, an Underworld team, mm-hmm. and it just takes me to different tournaments. Right. This is different. This has more of a story element to it. This, you play as the head coach of the Reekland Reavers, and you play through to get them back up into good standing and take them to the Blood Bowl. So this do you get to name your players? I honestly don't know. Okay. Because um, I just went, I didn't know if I was keeping the whole team the whole time. And didn't care, so I just kind of went through. Okay. Um, but it starts off and you know has a little bit of talking about... It's kind of neat. 
if my graphics were better, I'd really like this a lot more. I know that. Because right now I'm playing in very low settings, so it'll actually run. And I have no audience, no grass, no... I turned off all the motion after everything, so there's no full motion video going on. It's just kind of bare bones right now. But that's all my computer can do, so that's it. Um, but it's fun. I like the interface. I like the graphics a lot. But the campaign, the first few games were just... They were torture. Absolute torture. So from what you explained it to me, if you've never played Blood Bowl before, it'd probably be great because you get to learn. Maybe. I I'm I know Blood Bowl, so I can't say. So But it was, it, 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 it goes very slowly into the game. It your first game, you know, like I think for the first few games, there's no turnovers. You just get to move all your players and that's their turn. Whether you fall down, whether you don't pick up the ball, or whatever. That's old second edition style. So, and to begin with, like, I think they start off with just strength. That's the only skill. Everything else is set. And then the second game, you have movement. Maybe you had movement and strength. But then game after game after game, they introduce more things. So second game, they introduce, oh, now you have agility. Now figure out how to play with agility. Now you have skills. Now you have an armor value. So you played a whole game, theoretically, without agility? Yeah, it's kind of weird. You just went and picked up the ball, and you, I, I don't even know if it was odds. Like, I didn't realize it f- for a while that it wasn't listed. Okay, so during these games, did you ever think the computer was going to win, or did oh, no. they just basically sit Not, there no. and let you win? Yeah, it was. there was absolutely zero chance of them winning. It w- and after a while, once like five games in, when I finally it becomes a true Blood Bowl game, it still was no chance that they were going to win. All you had to do was get the ball and sit at the end zone and wait. And they wouldn't come and try to get you. Their thing was, you could tell by the programming, they knocked you down. They positioned between you and the goal. And made it hard for you to dodge out. That was hmm. it. Okay. Um, now, this is just through the first five, or? That was kind of the whole thing. It so, got it got harder. The, okay. the Blood Bowl was a little bit of a match, but no, this is not. Honestly, I would avoid the campaign. There's nothing to be gained from it. You get a, a story, which is kind of neat. Okay, there are some cool things. Uh, They had different... Like, you never actually had a true kickoff table the whole time. They just kind of intermittently had kickoff results happen. But Okay, can you give me some examples? Yeah, so like, for the first five games, I don't think there were any kickoff results. But then... (laughs) There's a lot of people that love that. Well, yeah. Because I know in my fumble game, I got two, and they were called blitzes both times. <laughs> so, one game, they teach you about weather. So, every kickoff, it changed weather, which okay. is fine. Mm-hmm. One game, during one of the kickoffs, um, if you saw the trailer where the goblin has the film camera and in a helicopter, and it crashes, okay. that's one of the kickoff results. It's not really a result. It's just part of the game. You know, there's no getting around that. It's going to happen. Um, 
And for like the third segment, what we're going to talk about, one time Bob Bifford just joins you on the sidelines or on the team. So he comes in and starts playing for you. Through the kickoff or through the campaign? Just It's just it's a thing in the campaign. Okay. It happens at kickoff like it looks like a kickoff event, but it's not a kickoff event. Or maybe that's the right way of saying it. It is a kickoff event, but not a result. Okay. Um, other ones, um, like Vorog Gulcher was in hiding or in a, in a disguise at one point. So when he scored a touchdown, he revealed himself. No, wait. That was Chickenhead Guy. Griff. Griff? Griff Oberwald, when you scored a touchdown, because one of the requirements of that game was you had to score a touchdown with a human, like not a ogre, okay. or not a Zug, because Zug's on your team. Okay. So once a regular human crossed over, he turned into Griff. So then you got to play with Griff from then on. Oh, that's kind of neat. So it's kind of fun. you got to play against a whole bunch of different star players, and you got to play with star players. So that was neat. But it was just very frustrating. My friend Gary said that there was like a corrupt ref or something at one point. Yeah. There's a, a goblin ref that gets annoying at one point. And the very last game, you get spoilers for anyone who cares. Um, you play against the Skaven team, and intermittently throughout the game, different Skaven turn into Rat Ogres. So at the end of the game, you have, you're going up against like five or six Rat Ogres. Wow. That would suck. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't, though. Okay. Because they have wild animal. All you got to do is get away from them or knock them down. That's true. Because only one of them can blitz. So, strategically, they're hurting themselves. But it is what it is. Like I said, it screwed up on me, so, so I don't know what happens after that. So, my question, okay. So, you don't know if after this final game in the campaign, if it says, congratulations, coach. Now you can coach your own team and still play the computer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't. Okay. You can play the computer in like one-off matches. But there's no way that you know of that I can build me an underworld team or, in this case, a Bretonian team mm-hmm. and play the computer over s- several times. Like, I just want to buy the game and just play the computer. I don't ever you want to. You can do that, but it's not going to be a progressive thing like the computer keeps throwing different teams at you to test you. So like in the last game, how the campaign mode mm-hmm. was you play different teams in a tournament. I don't think they have that in this. It's just if you want to – you can make a team. You can make your Bretonian team. Mm-hmm. I made the Not-So-Bright Crusaders because okay. they're kind of dumb. So I can play them against a computer team as a one-off. And you get star player points and everything else? Do you know? I don't know yet. Okay. I assume I could – Maybe I can make a local tournament, so it would be a tournament with my team against whoever, and just set that all to computer. I really haven't played enough to... Right, I know you've been trying to knock out the campaign before Mm -hmm. we did the podcast, so you've been playing a lot. Yeah. So I don't expect you to know all the answers. I was just curious. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a ton of people out there. Yeah. I've, I've heard... I just wanted overall opinion, like I said... If the graphics worked were better on my computer, I'd like it a lot more. I still like it. I still think it looks very nice. 
How about all the interfacing and stuff, like the dice rolling? I have no problem with that. Do you that. feel like... it's? Very, I like that you actually see the dice now for at least blocks. Mm-hmm. So you'll block and it'll show you the dice above their head. And in the bottom of the screen, it'll show like the dice rolls for everything else. Oh, okay. So like a pickup, you know, you, you roll and if it's a one, it'll be red because it failed. But if it was a six, it succeeds, so it'd be green. So you get to see automatically. Okay. So for that, I think it works really well. And I've heard some other people complaints about how it's different from one. I'm not comparing it to one. I'm just comparing it as a game itself. I like it. I don't have any problems. Now, knowing one and then this one, um, one had the ability to turn off optional skills. Okay. So that you could choose to do them when you wanted. That I haven't seen implemented. It might be bigger deal later on. I know there are glitches. I haven't seen them. But okay. Um, I did have, and maybe it was campaign campaign mode, so I haven't really asked anyone yet because I didn't play regular to find out. But I was able to use an apothecary on a star player. And I know you can't do that in real Blood Bowl. Well, tabletop. It's all right. it's all real Blood Bowl. Eh. Well, real versus computer. Whether we want to accept it or not, it's all real Blood Bowl to somebody. Sure, I get I that. I mean, that's their real Blood Bowl. Oh, no. There's more people playing this game than there ever will be tabletop. I understand it. Right. As much as we'd like it to be opposite, it's not going to be. Well, what I... I watched on Twitch, someone was playing and he had 1,200 viewers. I'm like, okay, well, it's a lot. Wow. There's guys up at the shop mm-hmm. who told me, um, guys who play Heroclix, they were like excited about this coming out. And they were like, I'm a, I think I'm going to buy the game for the PS4 or whatever. Yeah. So I hope that m- maybe some of those guys will trickle in. Like they get a taste of it and they'll trickle in. Yeah, that absolutely will happen. It happened with the last release of the game. We had multiple people that came to our tournaments so were like, well, we started out playing the computer game and then we that's just, true i guess it really has been yeah. that long ago so I, i'm hoping we get a few trickle ins i know some of the rules were different like the catchers i guess have catchers eight are eight armor the black i mean the orc blitzers, blitzers are more a little expensive. bit more expensive yeah i don't know the intricacies of the game enough to see if that matters i tell you eight armor on a human catcher huge difference to me well of course it I will be I will actually play them instead of not playing them. Well, in tabletop, I would I would probably never buy one for a tournament, mm-hmm. like a, a catcher for a tournament team. I would probably in the league, but not in a tournament team because they're just so weak. And yeah, but eight armor—that's a big difference. I agree with you. I, so that's that would make me want to play them. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm getting at. Exactly. Now I don't know if it unbalances or something like that, but yeah. Yeah, and I'm not ready to argue whether we all need to change the change our tabletop rules to the computer rules or whatever. I can accept that, you know, if I can accept games. that there's separate games and separate universes, just like in this, you know, this is kind of in the Warhammer universe, but it's also in its kind of own yeah. parody side of it's whatever. I, I can accept all this. Yeah, I have no and, problem with that. Yeah, it's not going to bug me. No. And people have played with similar rules like this because I guess it's going off of Plasmoid's near tier 
rules a little mm-hmm. bit closer. That's what I've heard too. So, and Plasmoid's listed as one of the people. Oh, in the credits? In the credits, yeah. He was listed, I think he was a thank you or a playtester, something like that. As him, his real name, or did they just put said plasmoid? plasmoid. Oh, okay, so and to to people out there that listen to the podcast that might not know what those are, um, so I guess there was a I barely know what is a BBRC committee that got the rule book to where it is now. Yes, the living rule book that we yeah. play, and plasmoid is a is a gentleman, I, I believe, Norway or sounds. I, boy, right. they're gonna get mad because scandinavian country yeah yeah a scandinavian country um anyways he's played he's taken those rules and taken them just a tad bit further changed a few things like the catcher with the eight armor to make everything a little bit more balanced i think the human ogre is a little bit cheaper right which is Um, the same in the game is the same okay Mm -hmm. and then he did some things with like to help balance stunty teams, I think if you have the right stuff skill, you're not affected by tackle. Right. So when yeah. you have that rock, <laughs> rock paper or, or paper scissors matchup of right. dwarves versus a, a stunty is, team, they don't get shredded as bad. Which is really his design of those rules is making the tiers narrower. Right. I mean, that's where it comes from. Right. And so anyways, he has these rules online. You can find them. And I might even put a link up on our website. Uh, with these with this episode but they him and a group of people have been play testing the rules and, and they do seem like cool rules and he has a lot of stats to back up oh, like yeah. why this should change and this is how it affects it so you know he's just not throwing a, a team randomly right throwing random changes up there just to make changes so yeah i'm just one of those guys that i don't i don't have a problem with the current rules no. It it is the way it is. I don't really want it to keep changing, but that's just me. Yeah, so. I'm not going to complain that much. I was a big proponent for getting corn into the rules, but when they said that it was different games and um, GW had no plans to put them in the rule packet, uh, that was it for me. That's all I needed. Right. So, so, so overall thoughts. You're happy that you spent your overall fifty thoughts, bucks or whatever. Yeah. I like it. Um, I have to play online. Did you buy it through Steam? Yeah, I got it through okay. Steam. I'm both down on there, so if anyone wants to find oh, me. Oh, you, you're both enough. down on there, huh? Yeah. I guess I can't be both down on there now. We had free copies of the previous games to play test, remember? We did? Yeah, we had an, we had early copy of the first one. Oh, that's right. You first got one. Them, though. Well, we did as the podcast, so that's why it's a podcast name. Mm. Just happens to be on my computer. You can put it on yours. You can log in. <laughs> I'm just I'm fine. But no, I really like it. And like I said, if the graphics worked better on my computer, I'd probably like it a lot more because I do like a graphical, nice looking in- interface. Well, sure. I mean, but you That's can play the it. Point of the game, right? You know? So, which uh, did you get? One of the free teams? Did you get the Wood Elves or the Lizard Men? Or did you get? I would none? say no. But when we were looking earlier, I saw Lizard Men as one of my options. So, mm. maybe. That's an option, maybe. <laughs> I'm assuming you have one. Yeah. Did you see what else? It was there. I wasn't able to click it. No, I didn't see it. Hmm. I couldn't. Anyways, doesn't matter. No. People yeah. want to know. I know. Maybe that's a Steam exclusive. You just get Lizard Me. That is possible, honestly. I mean. Because I didn't order it early. I just ordered, I think I got it the day after or something. Oh, okay. I didn't know you got it right then. Maybe a few days. I don't know. Okay. I got a little while back. 
We've been busy with everything else. So, so thumbs up from you. Maybe thumbs up so far for me so far. If I look at it big picture, am I really happy if they come out? It depends on what to do with the new teams. If the new teams are ten bucks each, I'm not going to be happy. If the new teams are five bucks each, I'll probably pick a few, maybe. If they were just free add-ons, one hundred percent, yeah, just like go okay. get it right now. So okay, one last thing. So Blood Bowl one, you have its version of campaign and playing the computer. Yep. You just play a series of tournaments. Yeah. It takes you to the next tournament. To the next tournament, you skill up guys. You mm-hmm. guys get hurt. You name them. I wish if, that was in this. If that's not in this, because you're not a hundred percent sure, I'm not. you're pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, if it's not in there, are you going to be disappointed? I'm not going to be just. The sad thing is, I'm not going to be disappointed because I knew going in, I wasn't getting a great game. Okay. And let's. I should probably be honest about that. I'm not expecting this game to be great at all. I'm expecting a decent game. So when it's decent and it's Blood Bowl, I'm happy. You know, it's never going to be perfect. This is why they made the changes they did, didn't talk to the community. There's a thousand things we can complain about. I don't need to get into it. But for what it is, I enjoy it. I enjoy it enough to play it more. And if I can get into a structured league and, you know, actually get some belt games under my belt and that, I'll probably like it a lot more. Okay. If it did not have that campaign beyond the right. Reefland Reavers thing that you talk about, that might be a little bit disappointing to me. Yeah, because really it does kill a whole aspect of the game. I hadn't thought about it until you brought it up. Just because I know it's stupid and the AI is terrible on the first one. But I enjoyed playing, you know, when I was, no, when I are, first got it, I I played every night, you know. I will say, I don't know how this is. There, when I played campaign, there's multiple slots for campaign. So it might be multiple campaigns, or it might just be multiple slots. I, can, I don't know why I would restart, but hmm. well, I don't know. Maybe by next episode you'll know. Maybe you'll play some more Yeah, figure it out. So. I should have probably played more before this, but hey. As I said, you get a half-ass yeah. review for half-ass game. <laughs> I think you've been playing it a lot. How many games was the campaign? Do you remember? Uh, 12 or 13. Oh, okay. It's it's significant. And like I said, the first five or six games were so frustrating. That's what, yeah, that's what Just Gary, sitting Gary there also, and... Gary mentioned I, that just those first five, three or four games was really I painful. Stopped. Yeah, I stopped playing. I just And then next, after that next, 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 next. After that he really started to enjoy it. Yes. So he he was happier with his purchase after a couple of days of yeah. going through the campaign. So all right, well we'll just leave it as a thumbs up review for now. Yeah. I'll and, revisit uh, it later and like I said, I've I haven't delved too much into people's opinions of the game, so I'm sure other people have talked about it. Um I'm I'm happy enough with what I paid. And I'll probably pick up the Xbox One version when it goes on sale. Awesome. Well, maybe that will also bring some people to the tabletop and into our tournaments and stores and stuff like that. So maybe it will be a good thing for the community. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, we're going to take a quick short break, and we'll be back with some second edition Reekland Reavers. Okay, we're going to talk about the second edition Reekland Reavers, and for you people at home who maybe have second edition books and stuff, I'm actually going from the handbook that came with the game itself. The Astro Granite game. The Astro Granite game. There was two books in there. One was an instruction booklet, and one was a, what they call the handbook. This is stuff that T. Lawson Tim would go, I have no idea what you're talking about. Is that what he would say? He'd go, yeah, Did yeah. Did you hear the newest episode? There's another new one? Yeah, he was talking to Mike, they were talking to Mike Davies, talking about the old second edition. That's when he got in. Like, How many days ago was this released? Uh, three. Okay. Golly, I'm... For a time, I know this is getting off subject. For a time at work, I didn't download any podcasts for like three weeks because mm-hmm. we were busy with so much overtime and stuff. So I just was listening to radio. It's so awesome now to down, like, download all these shows. <laughs> and <clears throat> I guess I missed the Pitch Invasion one. So. Yep, new one. But anyways, yeah. Styrofoam. Uh, Astro Granite. Yeah. It is Styrofoam. It is Styrofoam. But yeah, we could, <laughs> it, it was the coolest thing is opening that it box. It still kind of is. It is until you accidentally break it by just barely stepping on it. Well, you and try then, to determine the spaces on the head. <laughs> I'm like, am I on it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. There was big controversies when we were kids on that. So the Reekland Reavers. Um, they are a human team. They are a human team. Um, I know as kids we looked at them as maybe the Oakland Raiders because, um, you know, I'm going to go over you know, all the stuff That's probably here. where it comes from. Yeah, but it also might be like a Dallas Cowboys type deal. Even though there was the Dark Side Cowboys. Yeah. See, I don't know. Because when we started playing Blood Bowl, it was the end of the the 80s. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys rose to prominence in the NFL League. So, my friend Robert, who was on the podcast when we reminisced about uh, second edition, he was a Reekland Reaver fan. So, I guess I'd maybe just associate him being a fan of the Cowboys and him being a fan of the Reavers okay. all at once. and Makes I sense. I don't know, the America's team, and this seems like this is Blood Bowl's team. Cause, I mean, even, true. even today we still have fluff so much centered around the Reekland Reavers. Mm-hmm. I mean, They're your starting point team. They're the first team you get. Right. They're so in the box. I guess in my brain and probably location here in the States. That makes sense. You know, we're close to Dallas. That's our closest football team. Yeah. And so in my brain, that's what I kind of think of them as. Okay. Um, uh, according to the old book, they are in the AFC. The, the division was the central and, um, was it uh, the Albion football conference? I don't, you know, I think that was just the Amorica football conferences. Oh, could be. Yeah. What it was. Um, so they were in the, uh, the central division, which had teams like the gouge die, which was uh, a popular orc team, uh, also had the Nagareth Nightwings in that division, which in third edition, those got changed to the Nagareth Nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the Underworld Creepers, which is also a team that's always kind of featured in the Star Player books and stuff. They were Skaven? They the were time? Skaven and Goblins. Oh, okay. And they were known for their, they, they would fight with each other. And so they were actually Underworld team before Underworld existed. Right. You, you get the Underworld okay. team based really off the fluff of the Underworld Creepers. Oh, that makes sense. Didn't realize same thing with the Nurgle Rodders team, yeah. old second edition team. That's where there was only one team called the Nurgle Rodders, and so then they came up That's with a true. Nurgle team. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, also, the Blue and Berserkers were also in in uh, the AFC Central. Um, let's see. The team colors were blue and gold. If you look at some of the old pictures in the fluff and you know the painted miniatures, yeah. you'll, you'll see those everywhere. Uh, the helmet. The helmet had a the symbol was the skull with a blade in its mouth, so it had the eye patch. So some of us thought Oakland Raiders. Yeah. The owner at the time was J.J. Griswold Jr., head coach Helmut Zimmer. Uh, home stadium was the Altadorf Old Bowl, and it held uh, seventy one thousand four hundred and eleven. Surface was the Astro Granite, and of course their players were humans. So according to the fluff. The Reavers were formed almost a century ago, and this is being written in the what would be the year of twenty four eighty nine, okay, or or in nineteen eighty nine, because you know all the Blood Bowl uh, time, timelines are five hundred years in the future. If you think about that, it's weird that the Blood Bowl two game set in twenty five thirteen. Twenty five thirteen. Hmm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Just throwing it out there. In 2389 is when a vacant franchise came up, uh, came open, and they were in the Old Lands Conference, uh, known during for the known during the first few years as the Altidorf Alkalites. Uh, the team uh, established their reputation for great skill and ability, and the owner was D.D. Griswell Sr. Uh, he poached and bought the team, and brought them to the Western Lands. Um, so uh, this D.D. Griswold guy, I guess, is like a, a multi-billionaire guy or, or whatever back in the fluff. And that's also probably why I think of Jerry Jones in the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, he didn't own him back then. What's that? He didn't own him back then. But Did he? By the time no. that we started playing. Yeah, Jerry Jones was there and owned Dallas as those first Super Bowls during the 90s. Yeah, but okay, yeah. I mean, by the that, time you yeah, This gotcha. is where I kind of amalgam all that stuff together in I my gotcha. head. I mean... Golly, if somebody's over there in England, they probably have some. They probably think of some rich guy in the Premier League, you know, and think of a yeah a football team over there. So, let's see some other little um, things of note. That first year, twenty three eighty nine, they finished fourth in the White Skull Challenge Cup. Do you know what that cup is? The Challenge Cup. The White Skull Challenge Cup. What is it called now? Oh, that's the uh, Chaos Cup, isn't? It? That is correct. Nice. Good job. I knew something. (laughs) In uh, 2396, the Griswold Memorial Stadium collapsed during a storm amidst rumors of paybacks and cost-cutting by the firm who built it. Uh, The team changed its name to the Reekland Reavers and set up its team in the new Altidorf Old Bowl. No one's quite sure where the the new name came from. Uh... (laughs) But both with help with the Reavers to win their first cup win. Let's see. God, that's either written wrong or I'm reading it terribly. But uh, with the help of the Reavers winning their first cup, the first Blood Bowl title, right. they beat the uh, Wolperton Wotans in the final in 2396. The Wolperton Wotans. Yes. It's kind of an awesome name. And it's really not. It just is their first cup win. It, it's not actually a Blood Bowl because the Blood Bowl doesn't come around until the 2400s. Okay. Like 2460. It's like NFL. Oh, right? well, the Super first Bowl. Super Bowl happens. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's see. In 2399, there was a legendary match with the Dwarf Giants where both teams realized that they were playing under different rules. 
And so the match was abandoned with a score of 17 to 4, but nobody officially won that game. 17 to 4. <laughs> That's what this, uh, this okay, is what the fluff at, says. At the time, didn't games end at 3? They did under the new, when the leagues merged. See, you, these are leagues before, like, remember when there was the NFC conference, right. the AFC conference, uh, and they merged it from the NFL? Yes. This was before then. Okay. But I'm saying in the actual rules of the game, right? the game ended at three. Yes. So From it, the beginning. From the beginning when you bought the oh, game. Well, this, this is the, fluff as to why that was the case. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It was very confusing as a child reading second edition stuff. And yeah. It's like, how did they score five points? And, mm-hmm. you know, and then you kind of realize you know, well, what's going different on Different rules. Here. Makes sense. So uh, the team goes through in 24-11. It goes through a, you know, D.D. Griswold Jr. takes over, and he's like a terrible owner. And um, he gets um, this guy named Blind Willie Mueller becomes the head coach, and it's rumored to be because he's blackmailing D.D. Jr. because <laughs> he has some photos of him with the cheerleaders. And then eventually the history goes on and on to – and twenty four thirty two, some of the Reavers get Nurgle's rot, and eight of the eight of the players get transferred to the Subterian Slime Balls. That's kind of a different, yeah, yeah name. Anyways, uh, the team is in a in a strong decline, and um, finally, Dee Dee Griswold Jr. gets replaced by his son J.J. Griswold Sr. Not Griswold, I'm sorry. This is not vacation. Griswell. I keep, I, keep, I was wondering, so my mind kept going with, to vacation. I'm I like, know, I'm sorry. Is Clark, I'm, I'm trying to think of some way this is connected to those movies. I'm like, huh? No, no, no. So, oh, Griswell. Uh, J.J. Okay. Griswell Sr. takes over the team, and the team starts to come back. And then it, he dies in a 2468 by getting too close to the sidelines during an Asgard Raven game. Yeah. And the Asgard Ravens and some of the fluff is depicted as storm giants. So, yeah. Um, this is when they get the new head coach, Helmut Swimmer. And then the, the son of J.J. Griswold Sr., J.J. Griswold Jr., takes over. And then uh, they go on to uh, win their first, uh, first Blood Bowl in 2471, followed by another Blood Bowl in 2479. And then in 2485, where they trashed the Dark Side Cowboys in Blood Bowl 24. And this is uh, all due to an up-and-coming blitzer named Auric Strom- Stromdring, I guess is how you pronounce that. He takes over for the Captain Wolf- Wolfram Von Beck after only 90 seconds in the game. Uh, this is also when Zug sends, <laughs> sets a new uh, league record of most bitten uh, in most one shy? match. Huh? Was he then the most shy? <laughs> I guess most bitten shy. They have all sorts of records in this old fluff about biting people. It's kind of ridiculous. So, actually, it's kind of like modern football. If you watch modern football, every single game is a record game of some sort. Oh, yeah. Well, this is the biggest discrepancy between first and second quarters on a Sunday after 3 p.m. between these these two teams at this stadium. In the morning. In the rain. <laughs> on, in England. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So all this leads us up to 2487, which is the year Griff Oberwald accidentally Stormwell's storm storm drings half cousin. So I guess I don't know why this accidentally is in here, but I guess there's okay. Anyways, that's what it says in the fluff. Uh, replaces Orlack as team captain after his predecessor finds the pressure of running the team and uh, posting opposing for all the girls and all around Blood Bowl megastar too much, so he couldn't handle the pressure. Uh, the team go uh, from strength to strength, winning their fourth Blood Bowl in twenty four eighty seven. So that's R- Griff's rookie year, according to the fluff. Okay, twenty four eighty seven. But at the time, Zug was on the team. Zug was already on the team, yeah. Hmm. And then here it's, it lists uh, Chaos Cup winners, and oh God, there's so many of them. There's one, two, three. There was a period where the, from 2399 to 2405, they won, was that five or six straight uh, Chaos Cups? Uh, AFC champions multiple times. Hall of Fame, Walter Dan Kempf, uh, Erdrich Holstein, Coach Johan Westhop. And then Jules Winder. Jules Winder is a good name. You like that? Yeah. Could be Winder, but it looks like Winder to me. Oh, that sounds cool. And if you have the old, if you ever see those miniatures, speaking of the the Reekland Reavers. Yeah. Um, You ever looked at the Star Player book on, on the very back? There's a miniature of Griff posing with his helmet off. Have you seen that? Have I? I don't know. It's a lot of times people online now call it a sure-handed Gregor Meeson figure. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay. That was originally a Griff. Huh. Because it wasn't a Griff model. Yeah. That was the Griff model. And then when Griff model came out, that got changed to, oh, that must be sure-handed Gregor Meeson. I, actually, I think GW sold it that way since I'm they sure. still had models of it. Yeah. Smart of them. <clears throat> yeah, I don't blame them. But that was the original Griff model. So Griff has had three models then? Uh, let's see. He had that. Helmet off Griff. Yeah. Chicken head Griff. Oh, yeah. Chicken head Griff. Uh, Griff holding the ball and leaping Griff. Yeah. So he's had four models. Still need leaping Griff. He, he, you don't have leaping Griff? No. So there you go. The Reekland Reavers from the second edition fluff. And they've been the mainstay team... From the beginning, right? I I do not own first edition Blood Bowl. Okay, so I I don't know if they're really in there or not. Okay, so but second we third. could we could crack yours open though, yeah, and find out. But no, they've been yes, they've been the main team forever. Okay, which um remember when um so third edition came out mm-hmm. and they had the box sets and they had they just didn't call the box sets Chaos Dwarves. They put you know the name. team names on it, yeah. I found it weird that the team for the humans was just called the Marauders. You remember that? Yeah. It was. Yeah, I, I found that odd that it wasn't the Reekland Reavers. It's probably because you already got the Reekland Reavers in the box. Uh, it makes I, I sense. I guess so. Because yeah. you, you, you had the the uh, water transfer stickers too, remember? That's true. Okay. Yeah. So then that makes sense that the Marauders will be separate. That way they have a reason okay, for, that makes, for you to buy them. That makes a lot of sense. You ought to edit that out so I don't sound stupid. No, it brings <laughs> up a good point. But no, yeah, exactly. That doesn't make a good point. I always hated that they were just called the Marauders because... Yeah, they should have at least been Middenheim yeah, Marauders. They should have been Middenheim Marauders. But 
and the fluff that team disbands from Midheim and just travels around. So oh, so that does fit. You no, know, they explained it that way. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I still don't like it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I hope maybe we have uh, maybe you found out some cool things with the Reekland Reavers. Now, what's interesting is without comparing it on this show today, um, their colors changed to blue and white in third edition. Really? So I don't know. I might research and look at what kind of changed with that new edition of a fluff. Continuous Freakland Reaver information. And I don't remember anywhere in the old fluff that Zug was, you know, a half, half ogre. ogre or ogre bastard or anything like that. He was just a badass human. Yeah. And that's how we always looked at him and Griff were that they were just two amazing athletes that were on the same team. Yeah. You know. But whatever. Yeah. Some things change. Get a change fluff however you want. I mean, Morg's name changed too. A lot of times. Although, did it? Because really, in the the first edition, there was like four different ogres with different names. Like it was Morgan Throg, Throg and Morg, Thrak and Mash, or whatever. <laughs> Are you saying they're all different guys, maybe? Yeah. They could be. I always assumed they were. You know, no matter how it was spelled, we always called him Morg even back then. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was course. just easier to say. So I think somebody just wisened up and was like, we're just going to shorten <laughs> it to this and let it be. Ah, eh, stupid ogres. I still hate him for triple sculling and uh, <laughs> chaos cup. Yeah, but it didn't cost you the game. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah. It could have. You don't know. I know I don't know because he never got to play again. <laughs> True. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll wrap this up and then come back with our thoughts on a Jim Johnson star player. For our final segment, we're going to be talking about the Bob Bifford character and the Jim Johnson character to be. Bob Bifford is the ogre, right? Right. And Jim Johnson, is it Johnson or Johnston? Johnson. So I thought, okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, he's the vampy. So what's uh, Bob Bifford's stats? So Bob, when you get to play him in the game, he comes in, he's 5, 6, 3, 10. Jimmy, Christmas. That's not much different than like a, a, a amazing star player. 6, that's like morgue strength, morgue yeah. agility, morgue armor. Yeah, so he's like morgue. Okay. Uh, he has loner, throw teammate. Okay. Break tackle. Okay, not like Morg. Morg does not have break tackle. Oh, okay. Piling on. Morg does not have that. I don't know why you do that. Uh, juggernaut. Morg doesn't have that. Mighty blow and block. He's better than Morg. Yeah. You also get him for free. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he just comes onto the thing. So he has to be priced like 500 grand. No idea. I mean, they don't give him a price. Oh, okay. Because you just get him for free. I got you. How much is Morg? 430. And what skills does he have that Morg doesn't? Uh, he has, if I remember correctly, he does. He has, Bob has Juggernaut, Piling On, which Morg does not have. And Break Tackle, which Morg does not have. Hmm. Oh, well. So you have only 500? Something like that? <laughs> yeah. So he, that explains why he doesn't play much. <laughs> That's why he's calling the... He does Call look really game. cool. 
And whoever it is that's doing the figure of him, I'm going to have to get because that figure looks. Oh, it's Hungry Troll that's doing it. Okay, so then order me one too. Have you seen that? No. You haven't? No. Oh, it looks so cool. It's got him from the game, you know, the big trench coat, big looking. He's got the microphone. Oh, Steve. <laughs> Speaking uh... of microphones, <laughs> he's got the microphone in his hand. It's like he's going to hit you with it. So, looks really cool. Cool. This is a Kickstarter deal? I think they're just putting it on their website. Awesome. I'm not positive. I've seen it posted. I haven't followed up. Okay. So I don't know. But with that being the case, if Jim Johnson were to be a character, what would we do? Because he's a vampire. Right. So obviously, we should probably look at Drakenborg, right? Well, or if you want to go a different approach, I mean... I like it. Drakenborg is like the Lord of the Vampires in my brain. Okay. Which is what he's like six, five, four, eight. I think with block, hypno gaze, and popcorn. Free, yeah, free popcorn. Lots of popcorn. He distracts halflings. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly how he does it. I would. I I honestly don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Let me pull it up real quick. I don't either. <laughs> Count Luther von Drakenborg, loner, block, hypnogaze, regen, sidestep, six five four nine, at three ninety. Six five four nine. Okay. So, now, Jim in the game makes reference to him being super old, and sneaky. So, oh, that might fit what I have written down. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I don't really have anything written. I was just going to kind of free flow. You're going to free flow it, huh? Yep. Like a, like uh, DJ Froggy Fresh. You know it. <laughs> um, Need a Jim Johnson backpack. <laughs> That'd be awesome to get him to make a blood bowl. God. We I wonder if probably you could. ten bucks would do it. It would probably cost more than that. But it might. Not a lot. It might might be worth it. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> might be worth it. Um. So, since I don't know what position Jim Johnson's played or anything like that, but I assume that it's probably Bob Bifford was a, I don't know. a big brute. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking that this combo, this guy would be more of the agile, almost like a cornerback. Okay. Not a ball handler, but a cornerback, so he covers people. So, I have him at, and I don't even know what this would begin to be priced at. <laughs> But he has a uh, loner region. Um, I had sidestep, but maybe I take that off and change that to fend because the other vampire has sidestep. I like uh, that. But then I'll have dodge and shadowing, so he covers his man. Okay. Hmm. So he stays yeah. on on a guy who's trying to get away, and then he has seven movement because he's a little faster to help him shadow, mm-hmm. and then four strength, four agility, and just eight armor. So kind of like a regular vampire, to an extent. Yeah, like I said, I see him more as a cornerback defensive guy. Right. than. But I just kind of went that direction because Bob Bifford's a big bruiser. Sure. See, I kind of... He always seems sneaky to me. Like, he doesn't want to be on the field. He just wants to hurt people. Oh, so I was thinking, I think like, I know where you're going. instead of stab, give him bite, which is the same thing. And instead of stakes... You get like opposite stakes, fangs. 
Okay. So he gets plus one to any good team. Okay. So if he fights a good guy, then he'll get extra. And then... You could know. go that route. I mean, yeah. you could go that route and put sneaky get and dirty player on him. I want to say sneaky get and dirty player. But who's but foul who the us? hell does that? I know somebody does. Somebody on fumble and they'll never get called out. Yeah, I don't understand that on star players though. That's my no. I, I agree with you there. I'm never going to do that. Piling on maybe, but hmm. Two different approaches. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was thinking him being sneaky, but like. Kind of like a Deion Sanders. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> that sneaky Deion Sanders. Well, I mean, like, he, he shuts down the whole side of the field. When, well, he does, he, yeah. In his prime of playing. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So. Okay. I don't know. I mean, Hypnogaze, obviously. Regen, obviously. Well, got to have Hypnogaze, Regen, and. This is vampire stuff. You have to have that. Although, you could take Regen off of this star player if he is, like, old and fragile. So, if he does get hurt, he's gone. I mean, you could do that. Yeah, if I were to do that, I'd probably give him a 10 armor, though. I think that's too much for a vampire. A 4-4 guy with 10 armor? bring him down to 3 strength. Eh, there you go. So. Well, give him more speed. Give him 8. Like a vampire, like a werewolf. 8 movement, 3 strength, 4 agility, 10 armor. <laughs> I still think that's a lot. But it is a lot. Okay. But um, hypnogaze... Let's give him no hands. <laughs> so he's just evil? And... Yeah. Well, that <laughs> way he, he's not getting the ball. He's just there to be annoying. Okay. You know, the hip because the hypnogaze, so you need the high agility. So we're going to take off his regen and give him no hands. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets shadowing and he can bite people. Yeah, I'm liking this. <laughs> okay. He can bite you. He can hypnogaze you. Right, hold on. I'm going to rewrite this down. So we're going to go <laughs> eight movement, three strength, four agility, ten armor, mm-hmm. according to Steve. Yep. No region. Keep sidestep? No. No. We're going to keep dodge and shadowing. Yeah. And Sidestep would be awesome, but I don't think he needs it. He keeps hypnogaze, and then he's going to get bite. And fangs. And fangs. And bite is just like stab. And fangs is like wooden stakes to, but the opposite. So to good Any people, undead, any non-undead team. Any non-undead team gets plus one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that way, you're going to bite him. You're going to bite with him. And he's never going to get hurt. He's never going to get hurt. I think we just increased the price and, of him. Uh, here we go. And give him two nicklings. <laughs> so if he does get hurt, he really gets hurt. The evolution of the star player, folks, <laughs> when they come with niggling injuries. That would be kind of cool. Well, this guy, his cost might go way down because he has two niggling injuries. <laughs> and he has no hands. Yeah, see, he's not that good. He's just really annoying. <laughs> yeah, that would be annoying. <laughs> Mission accomplished, my friend. I like it. <laughs> well, as ridiculous as Bob Bifford is, there's yeah. no reason to say that <laughs> Jim Johnson can't just be ridiculous in the other way. That's true. <laughs> he could be like a vampire wizard. Why not give him the right stuff, too? That way Bob can at least throw him. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I am okay, down so this, for that. This segment went from being 
semi-serious to like, uh-oh. No, I like that. I think he should. <laughs> then he can't have four agility. He has to land it. <laughs> yeah, he should. Two strength. Oh, now we're going to... Okay, hold on. I'm right. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so shadowing is useless because somebody's just going to push him away instead of... Instead of, you know... Yeah, but then give him back the sidestep. <laughs> okay, so we're going... Okay, so... <laughs> okay, uh... This is the final one. This is right? like making a pizza with like 10 people trying to figure out the right pizza to make everybody happy. With a little application so you can mm-hmm. put toppings on there and change half it. Half and half. And <laughs> okay. Well done. You want sauce? Yes, of course, sauce. No sauce. Barbecue sauce? <laughs> Eight movement, two strength, four agility, ten armor. Yep. Two nigglings. Two nigglings. Sidestep. Dodge. Shadowing. Hypnogaze. Bite. Fangs. Right stuff. Yes. <laughs> All for what? 150? Eh, 270. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever he is, he's worth it. <laughs> I would take him in a heartbeat. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm getting a 800 grand in uh, inducements on my vampire team. So I think I'm going to hire Bob Bifford and. He, um, <laughs> whatever Bob costs, he should cost. A million minus Bob. So you can get both of them for a million. Okay. That'd be awesome. Would it? Yes. I think we're... Uh, you get to throw him down the field, <laughs> then he gets to move eight. <laughs> and just bite you. I'm just going to throw a quick pass instead of short. <laughs> so I can just walk right into the end zone. No, oh, he, wait a second. No hands. He has no hands. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I like that better then. See? I forgot. Okay, so. <laughs> and if it's against a high armor, that bite might not be that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why would you do that? He's sure going to be annoying, though, when you throw him back there as he turns into a bat. Mm hmm. Missed what, that's bat. What, that's yep. why he can land so well. Exactly. Hmm. See, it's all logical. <laughs> Sorry about this segment, guys. But. <laughs> what if. Now? He, if it's very sunny weather, he is immediately knocked out. No, he just doesn't play. He stays on the sidelines. Right. Eh, same thing. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm this, good with it. it. It's almost like we called our buddy Alan over, and he's sitting right here <laughs> making up this character for us. With that, I so think... So if we made Alan a star player... <laughs> he would be just like him. Okay. Just annoying. <laughs> Except he does not have the right stuff. Kind of mean. Does Alan have the right stuff? I, he's not an astronaut, so no. No, well, see, it's true. All right, that wraps up <laughs> Star Player Fantasy. As we've taken something serious, best segment or segment, you decide. <laughs> it. It's time for the least favorite segment of this show for everybody. Shout outs! <laughs> thought you just weren't going to do it in protest. Oh, I thought you had more to say, so... <laughs> no, it's just everybody hates it. They do? Yeah. I, I don't think so. We got overwhelming response saying, I hate Scott. Oh, that I don't... That, yeah. I'm not surprised by that it's at all. a lot of emails. But I'm like, hey... I know. think people like the shout outs because that was done over on the 3 Die Block podcast. Yeah, he stole it from there. 
I didn't. No, I didn't. He did. <laughs> you liar. I heard them do it. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to convince somebody like, yeah, that, that guy's such a jerk. And I gave Drew a hard time. I'm like, nice. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice Fat Finley impression. <laughs> oh, they love us. So, first off, by the time you hear this, it's going to be too late. But congratulations to the Iron Golems for being the newest crowd-funded Blood Bowl team. I have... You see those? Yes. I have 28 hours to decide if I want to buy those or not. <laughs> they if they really would only nice come looking. painted just like they are... God, I know. It's a really good deal, but is it a good deal for somebody who already owns three unpainted dwarf teams? No, I'm sorry. Three total dwarf teams? Um, I got a second edition one. I got a third edition one. And I got enough models to do a another second edition team. And I have the Dungeon Bowl models. Do I need another dwarf team? You also have the Chaos Dwarf models. I know. From second edition. I know. Which you could play as regular regular dwarves. I know. There's so many... Ugh. But they're Pedro Ramos. They're, they're amazing Anything models. Pedro Ramos does is amazing. They're amazing models. Uh, some of the poses and everything. I love the Killdozer. Yeah, and uh, seeing the Iron Golem, did you see that? Yeah. You could pick that instead, which is like a big robot. I think it's cool. Blue. I like the other one. <laughs> I know. I didn't see an option to buy both, I noticed. I think you can add on one or the other later. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's uh yes, this will by the time you hear this, it's been too late, but awesome yeah, models and what I hope that means is that they'll still be available I'm for sure. purchase. I'm, yeah, I'm they're sure over twenty four thousand euros and five hundred and forty people backed. Yeah, good stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of dwarves. Yeah. Honorary member of uh Both Down. I guess he's kind of an honorary member. He has a shirt. He has a shirt. He's asked us to, you know, we have a both down bowl in his tournaments. And we're, and we're using Lude Grip for Nuffleween. Right. He's like the creator of Lude Grip Whip Arm, from what I understand. <laughs> I don't think that's right, but. Well, I mean, kind of maybe like. Maybe the Twitter account. <laughs> he owns it enough now that it's pretty much his. I had someone ask me, because we're, we're using Lude Grip in the Nuffleween package. Had somebody ask, um, you didn't include the stats for Lude Grip. In the pa- in the skill in the uh, Nuffleween package, I go yeah, it's just regular stats for Lude Grip. He goes oh I didn't realize he's a real star player. <laughs> yeah yeah he is. he is he's a real star <laughs> player. Uh, Jason Casebolt, who's a big fan of the Both Down show, such mm-hmm. a big fan that he wore a shirt to the bacon wrapped tournament <laughs> uh, hosted. By- I guess hosted by Baker Rap guys, yeah. The guys from Skulls and Ones. Oh, from just Skulls and Ones, yes. Yeah, they changed their name Very from Baker Rap Skulls and Ones, which isn't. It's a good choice. A um, cousin podcast, I guess you would say. A co- Blood Bowl cousin podcast. They talk about Blood Bowl. We're the cousins that know they exist, and they kind of know we exist. Right. Like we have some cousins over there in the yeah. Carolinas. But yeah, we, don't- we pay attention to their Facebook feed. And actually keep up with their lives because we, we think we're related. We listen to their podcast. And they know that we exist. They're like, I, <laughs> we have some cousins in Oklahoma. We're not sure if they're dead yet or not. But we, 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 we kind of know what they're doing, yeah, sort of. Yeah, we kind of, their name's Steve Prime and <laughs> Scott Kilowoggy. Yep. <laughs> Jason Casebolt went out to the Bacon Wrapped uh, Tournament. He finished first place with his Diet Mountain crew. Dwarves. Jason. 
That's a terrible both That's a down great approved. <laughs> yeah, both down approved by Steve, but not both down approved by me. My problem is the way he spelled diet. <laughs> is D I E T like diet? Okay. It should be like dyad. You know. Okay. Yeah. D Y A D or something. Dyad Mountain Crew. And they were a dwarf team. Speaking of, yeah. I was at work and I was going through some paperwork. There's a town called Mineville. And I was just like, oh, that'd be an awesome dwarf town. Dumbest name ever. Yeah, for, like, humans. Yeah. But if dwarves <laughs> lived there, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it's just like calling your team miners or something. Duh. Oh, the Mineville miners? Yeah. yeah never it's too mind. easy. Never mind. But congrats to Jason uh, for going out there. And big props for wearing a shirt while doing it. Yeah, that's all pretty awesome. That's pretty gutsy going into... Uh, <laughs> Our cousin, our mean cousins in the Carolinas, <laughs> Virginia. Our, I'm sorry. See, we don't close <laughs> the eastern side of the United States. Yes, very much so. It, you're right. It is Virginia. Yeah, I know. Is it West Virginia? No, I think it's just regular. It's just regular Virginia. Mm-hmm. Smoky Mountain, Smoky Point Refugees Camp, or something like that. Stony Point. Yes. Good. Good job. See, Stony Point Refugees. Yeah. I think is there like SPR. I think so. Yeah, I think that's her blood. That's belief. right. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, he went out there. He won the league, he won their tournament, which is really awesome. Congrats to him. Um, speaking of shirts, I'm a ninety five percent ready to start doing shirts. So, uh, I just want to give a shout out quickly to Gordon and Casper, who uh, were wanting shirts, and Lee. Actually, is getting a comic and game from you. Oh, he's been buying a Bad Girls from me and mm-hmm. a copy of Boner Storm. Which, uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, because Scott hasn't given it to me to send it out to you yet, so oh, I'm throwing okay. him under the bus. But he did say that he wants to, like his him and his son enjoy the podcast. I think. Okay, well, his son should not play Boner Storm. Is if his son's over eighteen, that's fine. Oh yeah, then buy him a copy of Boner Storm. Yeah. He's not under 18. This is going to be a lot of questions. <laughs> well, not our problem. We don't want to answer any of those questions. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll get you the book. I have not gave that to Steve yet. So. Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, I th- don't think we've mentioned this, but James, a.k.a. Dixon Cider. Um, Dixon Cider? Dixon Cider. You know what? D-I-X-O-N. No, 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 no. I've seen that name online. Yeah. Like, that's a username, right? Yeah. I've seen that so many times, and I never got the joke until you just said it. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be glad. <laughs> um, but he's on behalf of the Blood Bowl League of Calgary. They're starting up a new season soon. So if anybody would like to join in, as anywhere close to Calgary, let him know. Um, and then finally, I guess not finally, but next, Orktoberfest, Jim Luff's tournament in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, coming up on October 24th. Now, is that a Saturday or a Friday? Do you know? doesn't matter, I guess. Before he did the hooky bowl. Right. I'm pretty sure this is Saturday. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's the week before the 31st. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, so that should be a cool one. Might be sending some stuff out there. So that'll be kind of cool. And uh, final one from me. Mike Davies, uh, podcast host of Nuffcast, Nafcast. Right. Our other cousin that lives over in England. I guess he's calling it quits for now on what? the podcast. What? 
Even though he's shown up on two other podcasts this month. What? <laughs> but um, just calling it quits for now. What Mike, other podcast was he on this month? Double Skulls. Double Skulls? Oh. Pitch Invasion. Okay. Yeah. He was on Double Skulls? Did we not just have this conversation? He was mentioned on Double Skulls. Oh, okay. Their third host was uh, um, Liam. No, you're right. Yes. I'm sorry. You're right. He was mentioned. I'm sorry. I just wanted you're to You're right. He's coming up. <clears throat> I got you. But, yeah. I enjoyed the NAFCast. I know it, it's no fun doing a podcast on your own. Look at Siggy. It just wears uh, you out. Um, honest, yeah, honestly, I, I, I really loved having NAFCast a part of the Blood Bowl podcast family. Um, I know some people probably think that we dislike or hate other shows. That's not the case. No, not at all. Because more people that can attract the flies with all our honey. Yeah. I mean, it's better for tournaments. It's both better for the community. And I liked having not the direct voice from NAF, but somebody that was close. Yeah, at least so, some information coming out about it. Mike, if you decide to change your mind or find the free time, please come back. That'd be awesome. I think it... I've always wanted a podcast for the NAF, talking about the NAF and what they do, and just kind of focusing only on that. You know, you know what the deal was. Hmm. You know, there was a, there was a small part of me that was hoping maybe like I'd get a mention on the NAF cast for doing my twenty four and twenty. Yeah, and you uh, mentioned in the newsletter. I did get mentioned in the newsletter, but he was like, "I can't, I can't handle this. The next episode cannot be a primetime special because yeah. we get overloaded." You killed it. No. I, I don't know how somebody who is just one person could do a podcast singly talking to yourself. And I mean, that, and having to me, the motivation ta- to continue doing it. That's the hardest part. To me, that takes a lot more talent than two people sitting here oh, bantering back and forth. I don't, I don't know how Siggy's done it as long as he has. And I don't know how radio DJs do it or yeah. anything else. So a real skill there. But you will be missed, Mike. Yeah, if you decide to come back, we'll listen again. Anything else? I have nothing else. I should have maybe more, but I don't. Um, I will say this. um, It is October now. And if you are coming to Nuffleween, which is in November 14th, Mm -hmm. it's our last uh, tournament in our SCAR series. We've talked about that. We'll talk about it more in depth in the next episode. Um, If you are painting a, a figure for the Legacy team, I have about half of those in my possession. If you have your figure complete, or if you don't, I need that to me before November, so you can uh, you know mail that to me because I'm going to paint uh, you know the positional rings around it, you know, um, and put numbers on them and get it ready for the giveaway at Nuffleween. Right. Um, Remember, it's a legacy team that only people who are painting figures for that team have a chance at winning. So, That's right, and if you listen to the podcast and maybe you go, "Oh crap, I wanted to do that," you still have a couple weeks. Yeah. You could hurry up and you know add alignment to it or whatever. We have, I think, twelve figures only so far, twelve participants. So it's a great chance to win a team just yeah. by donating a miniature. Um, this figures open look, to only people that are coming to the tournament or anybody. This is eligible for anybody who's attended a tournament and donated a figure in the scars. Right. So, for example, uh, Drew from 3.Block, he came down for Oklahoma Bowl and played in Oklahoma Bowl and Spikey. Uh, He painted up the Bigfoot to be at Mm -hmm. the Yeti. But if if there's just like someone who hasn't come to any of our tournaments, they're not eligible to send one in. Like I said. Because it's a Scars one. He he will be eligible in the the drawing that we will do at Nuffleween. And if he wins it, we'll ship it to him. Sure. 
And then um, fan of the podcast, Duder, he also donated a miniature, but he could never make it down to a tournament. Mm-hmm. And while his figure is one of the best painted models we have so far, he's not eligible by our rules. Right. So, and, he, know. he knows that. And he's he knew nice. that going in, and he's just a nice guy who loves to paint and loves the podcast. So we appreciate that, too. Absolutely. So if anybody else wants to donate a model, you got a couple weeks on that, too. So, Anyways, that's all I have. Okay, sounds good. Um, thanks to everyone who replied about our numbering thing on Twitter or email. I think that's it. Yeah, nothing was really decided on no, that. No, it doesn't really matter. Nobody but, cares. Um, oh, hmm. this is the 10th month of the month of Prime. Only two more months to put up with that. Well, look, it's, this look that Steve's giving me is like an angry cat. We need yeah. to start a Grumpy Steve page where you look grumpy. Do I have to be every damn meme? Yeah. At least add a Kilowoggy die to slow death. No, it's still there. I haven't seen one in a while. Oh. Unless you guys are posting them to some weird website I don't want to go to. Then just stay off my computer, okay? I do indeed. <laughs> All right, we'll be back probably later this month. You can follow Both Down on Twitter, at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you'd like to email, their email address is bothdownpodcast at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elves. Hi, I'm Gronk Harrington, president and CEO of Gronk Harrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Elves Emporium and Warehouse. Thanks to a casting error, I am now currently overstocked on Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Elves, and I am passing the savings on to you. Attract fans to your Blood Bowl game. Make a splash at your next team meeting. Keep old players company. Protect your Bloodweiser. Confuse Gabos. Snotling? Call for a pass. Pray Snuffle. Or just be more annoying. Whatever your wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube elf needs are. So come on down to Gronk Carrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Elves Emporium and Warehouse, Route 5 in Middleheim.